Let me start by introducing Professor Rémi Brack, who is Emeritus Professor of Medieval and Arabic Philosophy at the University of Paris One, and who also teaches at the Ludwig Maximilian Universität of Munich, where he holds the uh, Robano, Romano Gardini chair. He was visiting professor at a lot of places, Pennsylvania State University, Boston University, Boston College, uh, the Universidad de Navarra, and the University San Raffaele in Milan. And he's a member of the Institut de France. Um, he's well known for a number of books. I will just mention um, some English titles, just because uh, otherwise the list would be very long, so I apologize for uh, only mentioning some English titles, but uh, one that I'm actually reading uh, at the moment is On the, Go On the God of the Christians, uh, published in 2013. There's Accentic Culture, a Theory of Western Civilization from 2009, and then two titles that are actually published in English by the University of Chicago Press, one called The Law of God, The Philosophical History of an Idea, and the other one, The Wisdom of the World, The Human Experience of the University in Western Thought um, from 2004. We're very happy to welcome Professor Brock, um, but we're also very happy to welcome Professor Jean-Luc Marion, who is uh, actually, this is his home base, uh, one of his home bases, because he's the Andrew Thomas Greeley and Grace McNichols Greeley Professor of Catholic Studies and Professor of the Philosophy of Religions and Theology at the Divinity School, uh, as well as Professor of Philosophy um, and Professor in the Committee on Social Thought, all at the University of Chicago. But he was also a professor, is now Professor Emeritus at the Sorbonne, um, and I believe also at the um, what, Institut Catholique, right? Uh, and he's a member of the Académie Française, uh, where he was elected in 2008. As most of you um, know probably, Professor Jean-Luc Marion studies both the history of modern philosophy and is an expert in contemporary phenomenology. Uh, in the former field, he's uh, done especially um, uh, studies on Descartes, uh, Cartesian's questions on Descartes' metaphysical prism. Um, in the latter field, uh, on contemporary phenomenology, he um, pursues a long-term inquiry into the question of God, such as in the idol and distance and in the very well-known God without being. But in a more recent theological style, he has published Au lieu de soi, l'approche de Saint-Augustin, uh, in the self's place. It's translated also um, University of Chicago um, in 2012. Um, uh, he's currently working on a last study devoted to deconstructing the myth of Cartesian dualism sur la pensée passive de Descartes, and he recently gave the Gifford Lectures at the University of Glasgow on givenness and revelation. So please join me in welcoming two very distinguished speakers um, who will have a different position on the question whether Christianity needs metaphysics. And we'll, I'll begin by giving the floor to Professor Brock for his uh, position on this. <clears throat> well, thank you so much. Well, I guess that many of you are expecting a great deal of drawing and perhaps even of drawing between us. Let me remind you that the uh, problem is not about who will control the speakeasies of the northern side of the city, <laughs> but only, um, well, the, the, only the theme will broach will be, uh, well, is uh, metaphysics required for us to be Christians and or in order to think what it's all about with Christianity. With a title that was suggested, I may have suggested it myself. I probably was tight as an owl when I did that, intoxicated by too much orange juice. For both words are highly ambiguous and perhaps should be uh, the object of some of a bit of reflection before we begin to uh, slit each other's throat. Uh, 
first, what metaphysics is obviously uh, a word of art, a word of art of metaphysics precisely, and a word of art that badly requires clarification. It might be the case that we very unwillingly, I must confess, agree, after we have clarified the meaning of this uh, rather murky term. But I'd like now to shed some light on the other important word in the title, i.e. Christianity. It's not evident that metaphysics should be interesting, relevant, or whatever you name it, for Christianity only. And the first reason for this fact is that Christianity only does not exist. There is a Christian interpretation of a revelation that began before Christianity. Perhaps we should have to give some thought to the possibility of the relevance of metaphysics for biblical religions. There are only two of them, i.e. Judaism and Christianity, under in the large spectrum of its denominations. And well, it's the case that while I try the, the, the case that I tried to make in favor of what I call metaphysics would hold good, I guess, for the whole of a worldview that is uh, contained uh, in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, too, not only in what we call at present the New Testament. The second reason for my wanting to clarify what, uh, Christian, why Christianity has here to come to the fore is that Christianity is not interested in itself. Christianity does not endeavor to save Christianity. Christianity is according to the most orthodox and, by the way, usual uh, self-understanding of Christianity. Christianity tries to bring salvation to mankind and not to Christianity. Christianity is instrumental to the salvation of the human race. In the same way, and for the same reason that, God is not interested in himself. The idea of a savior who needs be saved is a Gnostic one, not a Christian one. For Christianity, God ensures or proposes salvation to mankind. The question is, is there some metaphysical element in this project of salvation? And I repeat, what is really important, what is really relevant there, is not whether Christianity could survive or could keep an intellectual coherence without <clears throat> metaphysics, or if on the contrary, metaphysics is required for Christianity to go on and or for Christianity to remain a rational endeavor. The real question is, do we, need, do we as, as Christians need something like metaphysics so that the salvation of man, the salvation of creature, generally meaning, and it in more particularly of man who has this uh, privilege and this task, this responsibility at the same time of knowing that he needs salvation and of having to cooperate with the Savior God, does this process require metaphysics with quotation marks? And I'll try to remove the quotation marks and to shed more clarity on my own understanding of what metaphysics is all about. Well, I have some uh, knowledge of the fact that metaphysics is an old word, that it arose 
as uh, the title of a book or of a collection of books by Aristotle that it had a long story uh, in the different medieval world, worlds or cultures, if you prefer, that it still exists at present and that it can be used as a blanket term for a great deal of different endeavors. Endeavors of all ilk. As far as my own use of the word is concerned, I took it as meaning a reference to or access to some transcendence, to something that transcends our common, normal, everyday experience, as something that goes beyond, which is, by the way, one of the possible exceptions of the uh, Greek prefix meta, something that goes beyond what is simply immanent, immanent, i.e., literally speaking, what stays there, what remains there and does not compel us or invite us to go beyond. What I meant with this kind of uh, metaphysical need not of Christianity, but of mankind as such, about which Christianity thinks that it needs badly salvation. What I mean with uh, this uh, transcendence is the necessity of an external point of reference of something like a fulcrum of something like the uh, point on which Archimedes wanted to prop his imaginary, his metaphorical lever in order to lift up the earth. What we need and what I call transcendent and or metaphysical, if you accept uh, the meaning that I confer to this word, what I want is this possibility of passing judgment on the goodness of whatever is, and in particular on the goodness of whatever, or more precisely of whoever knows that he or she is, i.e. conscious beings, rational and free beings, also known as human beings. In my opinion, and this is the thesis that I have been defending for some years already in two or three uh, books, long or short, whether long or short, long and short of it, is that Nothing can enable us uh, to affirm in a responsible way that it is good that there should be human beings on this earth unless we admit the possibility, first we admit the existence of some transcendent principle and our ability to have access to it. I am in particular not satisfied with the attempts of some, perhaps philosophers, I don't know, I'm certainly not alluding to Jean-Luc, <laughs> of some, well, would-be philosophers who would sell to us what they call an horizontal transcendence, i.e. transcendence of mankind ensured by the fact that it has to exist, that it has to uh, project itself uh, into the future. For me, this is radically insufficient because the future depends on us. And if the word transcendent <coughs> should have any meaning, 
it certainly can't possibly mean what depends on us, but on the contrary, that on which we depend, that what makes us, that what sets us in being, and this principle about which we believe that the fact that, let's say, he, let, let's call him by his name, let's call a spade a spade and God, God, the principle that set us into this world is good, is even sort of an identity of being with goodness, and this is the principle that makes our existence legitimate. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Uh, this will not be a, 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 a polemic uh, between uh, my old friend Rémi Brague and me. Uh, at worst, it will be shadow boxing <laughs> uh, because uh, we agree, uh, I think, on uh, the core of the debate. But it is nevertheless a serious question whether metaphysics has an, is a necessary implication in uh, Christian thought. And uh, I, I have experienced that this, is, that this question remains a, a, a burning issue. Uh, I've experienced that after publishing God Without Being, who any time it is translated in a new language uh, triggers the same, uh, the same fierce debate whether uh, there is a, uh, an access to God without being is that making sense or not, and things like that. And at the end, the question comes to, and what about metaphysics? <clears throat> so I think that, uh, as uh, Rémi very uh, clearly explained, uh, one of the requisites of this debate is to uh, uh, agree uh, on a precise definition of uh, of metaphysics. Uh, Rémi has uh, uh, um, explained his understanding, which is very traditional, in fact, and it's a good thing, um, his understanding of metaphysics. He takes metaphysics in a broad meaning as the access to the transcendent, uh, I would say, whatever it may be. And he has a, a very strong argument in the about the question of ethics and the question of uh, the, <coughs> the, the good, that there is no uh, good uh, about our uh, actions, morals or in politics, which without the assumption that there is a good independent of us. This is his argument. And, that good independent of us is an example in his, uh, in his uh, demonstration, an example of the broad use of metaphysics. Metaphysics is the knowledge of the access to the transcendent, whatever it may be. This is, the, in fact, uh, one of the possible translations uh, for the medievals of the Greek Metaphysica, uh, which is uh, very often translated as Transphysica. Transphysica, uh, Thomas indeed uh, has assumed that. Uh, Transphysica, that is, there is metaphysics as soon and every time we uh, have access to something which is not the uh, 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 matching uh, of, of any sensation, any aesthesis. <coughs> So, I, I, I understand this uh, determination of metaphysics, and I agree with that. But the, I think the debate about a non-metaphysical use of uh, theology, and even a non-metaphysical use of philosophy itself, 
was made possible because there is another meaning of metaphysics than this broad determination of by as the access to the transcendent as such, whatever it may be. This, I would say, strict or narrow <laughs> understanding of metaphysics can be based on two uh, 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 two. Uh, 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 <coughs> two compatible uh, definitions. The first is the historical inquiry, which was in fact uh, uh, achieved uh, rather recently, mostly in the, 19, in the uh, last century, about the history of the word metaphysics. When and where, with what meaning, this word was used. And uh, this is a point I would slightly disagree with uh, Rémy, uh, this is not an old word. It is a rather uh, a recent word. Uh, if by recent we mean a medieval word. That is to say, the word metaphysics has imposed itself as the title of a science or title of a book. Uh, in fact, with Thomas Aquinas, and perhaps the first book which was really uh, entitled uh, Metaphysical was the Questiones Metaphysicae by uh, Dan Scott. And when Thomas, in, his, uh, in the premium of his own commentary of his so-called uh, uh, Metaphysica of Aristotle, uh, uh, uses, explains the, the terms, he, he is very clear to say that the, we can say Metaphysica, but as a general term, but metaphysica is also one of the three sciences we can claim to be the first sciences and so on. So it is not yet settled. And uh, to write a system of metaphysica, uh, I think it was uh, established uh, for sure uh, with Suarez and the uh, Disputationes Metaphysicae, that is, at the, at the very end of 16th century. So uh, we could say that metaphysics as the coronation and the uh, summing up of philosophy, for instance, established itself uh, at the end of, during the second part, at best, uh, of, uh, the, of uh, medieval ages. So the, in that case, we can see that uh, the term of metaphysics became itself controversial among philosophers as soon as with uh, uh, Kant. Kant clearly uh, considers that metaphysics is uh, the name for an old mistress, illegal, but uh, that we regret because we are, our level of morality is too high now for us to have a mistress. But uh, nevertheless, there is some nostalgia. So it is a nostalgia for the mistress, which is the, the, the beginning of the crisis of metaphysics. And from, uh, uh, from Kant on, up to Levinas, for instance, uh, there is an ambiguous meaning of metaphysics, where has taken place. Either metaphysics is the uh, old-fashioned way of philosophizing which should be overcome, or it is the uh, nostalgia of a new uh, philosophy to come. And uh, for instance, uh, in, case, in case of Levinas, we have that ambiguity and many others like that. Even Heidegger uh, has kept metaphysics until the, uh, 16, uh, the, uh, the 60s. Uh, up to the 60s, metaphysics has, has had, has kept for Heidegger a positive meaning. It's only at the moment of his reading of Nietzsche and the question of nihilism that he has given for good uh, a negative understanding of uh, metaphysics. And this leads me to the second new definition of metaphysics, which is not that of the historian of philosophy, I am first an historian of early modern philosophy, and so I'm very uh, 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 sensitive to this uh, historical uh, 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 situation of metaphysics. Metaphysics is not eternal. 
Metaphysics is not forever and for any eternity the name of philosophy. Yeah? It is a period of in the history of philosophy where philosophy was unquestionably identified to metaphysics. But it is no more the case. Second point, in that case, is there a concept of metaphysics matching this historical moment? So there is a lot of discussion, and I can only uh, sum up uh, things which are well known by uh, the, the scholar in that field. We have a possible systematic definition of this metaphysics as Heidegger has taken over a formulation coming from Kant and uh, through uh, uh, <coughs> Schopenhauer, that is, the metaphysic is the ontotheology. Uh, you can uh, say, Rémi Bragg, uh, to explain uh, the metaphysics uh, of uh, Aristotle, has uh, suggested to say uh, 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 proto, the, st the, pro the structure, uh, Proto-catholic. Catholic-prosologique. That is, not ontological, but from Catholic, universal, and protologic first. But anyway, you can discuss this. What is that so-called structure? It is a fact, and I think it is only a paradigm, but very uh, illuminating, I think, that metaphysics is a kind of philosophy which uh, crosses two, uh, uh, two um, uh, determinations. One is a determination of anything as a being and a definition of what it is to be in quantum to be to be as a being. What everything which is, is a being. What does that mean for that thing to be? For instance, for Aristotle, uh, to be is to be uh, able to be expressed according to the categories. It is to be able to shift from potentia to actus, to entelechia, and so on. So for uh, Berkeley and perhaps Descartes, to be is either to think or to be thought. Uh, for Kant, to be is to be uh, 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 in the position, Gesetz, to be uh, established outside of, this, of thought. So everything which is, that's the first uh, uh, dimension of um, 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 ontotheology, is to be as a, to be means a precise operation. And there is a second dimension, which is the idea that among the beings, there is always one which achieves perfectly the common definition of what it is to be. That is, there is always one being which enforces the, the common universal way of being. And it is by crossing those two dimensions that we can close, to some extent, the circle. So, there is, this is the core of the question, there is in uh, metaphysics as ontotheology always a place for something which is called, time to time by the philosopher, God, and a place which is, time to time, occupied by a substitute for God. Example of that, uh, according to Heidegger, Nietzsche. In Nietzsche, to be is to be uh, 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 evaluated by an evaluation, to have a value. And this is the horizontal determination for anything which is. And there is another determination, that is, what is the most perfect evaluation? It is the totality of what is evaluated, which is the eternal return of the same. And the eternal return of the same is a substitute for God. And uh, you can argue the same way in, uh, in many other philosophers, where there is no God, they are not theists, they are possibly atheists, and nevertheless, there is the uh, uh, place 
for the supreme being or his substitute. So for the Christian, for Christian thought, the, the ambiguity of metaphysics becomes very clear. Because there is no metaphysics without the possibility to identify something, some character, some function, some role in the system, which could be called God. Exactly as in many uh, proofs of the existence of God, and first of all those of Thomas Aquinas in the first uh, question of the, of the uh, the, uh, in the second question of the Summa, at, at the end of each via, each way to prove the existence of God, he, he goes to, uh, to, to the result, and there is, by necessity, a first mover, or an eternal, or necessary being, and so on, and he adds, and this is what all the men used to call God. And we see where the difficulty is. It is not to establish the existence of a supreme principle. Philosophy can do that and can undo that time to time. But this we can decide. Now, the real problem of the transcendence in broad sense, as described by Remy Bright, that is, what does not depend of us, of our free choice, is that precisely no one is really qualified to say that the first mover, the necessary being, the eternal being, the infinite being, and so on, deserve to be identified to the self-revealed, revealing God. Only God can say that. What we can say in, in metaphysics is only from our point of view starting with the universal definition of what it is to be for any kind of being, the highest possible position is this. But we are, and we can say, uh, it is impossible to fill that position or uh, uh, anyway, we are free to decide the meaning and uh, the role of that position. We are free to fill that position by one or another being, or by ourselves. We are free to do that, but we are not free <laughs> to decide that the God who has revealed itself in Jesus Christ assume that position as his own position. No one is qualified for that. So there is the ambiguity of metaphysics is that in any metaphysics, there is a position which could be attributed to God, but for uh, a Christian thought, and I think for Jewish thought as well, it is not up to us to decide whether the God, the revealed God, <laughs> admits and uh, yields and, uh, uh, I would say, uh, 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 is humble enough to go down to what we imagine at the highest possible position. That's the difficulty of metaphysics. Everything we, that we can imagine is nevertheless not by itself qualified to be the place of God. So we can, in front of metaphysics, uh, we can have, I think, from a Christian point of view, we have the right to keep uh, open the, the answer. You could say, and I think it is legitimate, you could say, well, after all, if we want to have a, a rational access to God, and we need to have a rational access to God, because God uh, has revealed itself as Logos. We may assume that there is some connection between the highest possible position we can imagine in metaphysics and the position of the revealed God. There should be a relation between both. Or you could say any 
possible definition of the highest possible position cannot match the transcendence of God. And in that case, you have the position of Barthes or, or some others, that is, any idea of God turns into an idol, a conceptual idol. So this is the problem of uh, metaphysics and Christianity. It is not that uh, it is either or, and I've never said myself that it is either or. It is the difference between the point of view of the philosopher on the world and the point of view, I would say, of God about the same world. And uh, let us make a, a, a difference which uh, uh, should... In classical philosophy and metaphysics, there is a rule. Nothing uh, to be is indeed to exist, but there are non-existing things which nevertheless are, provided that they are, they are possible that we can think them without contradiction. So this is the definition of the essence. And in classical ontology, the first step, the first level of beingness is the possibility. So the rule in Klauberg, uh, the ontology of Klauberg and many others, to be is to be possible. That is what you can think without contradicting yourself. In that case, we could say philosophy, as metaphysics, deals first with the possible. Now, what is the unquestionable difference between the divine, including the Christian God, and the non-divine, the uh, field of the mortals? As early as Homer, the distinction between the God and is that to the gods, nothing is impossible. There is impossibility and possible only for men, for the mortals. So we could say that metaphysics is the point of view of the mortals about the things. It is the point of view where we start by assuming that we will stay in the field of the possible for us. So uh, we shall never speak of the impossible. For, say, so Hume, what is a miracle? It is an exception to the law of, of nature. Because the possible is our, is our home. And there is no home for us beyond the possible. About that, what is the answer? It is given, this will be my conclusion, by uh, Nicolaus uh, Nicola, of Cusa, who says in the Depotest, about the question, where should we uh, 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 turn our gaze if we want to have access, any insight into God? And the answer is, as what is proper to God is precisely what we uh, cannot conceive. Uh, as long as we take care of the possible, we are not in the field of God. So let us focus on the impossible, because there we know that we are not at home, and maybe it is in this uh, uh, unheim place, this non-comfortable uh, 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 non, uh, uh, place, the impossible, that God may appear. Okay. God starts with the impossible. And the relation between Christian thought and metaphysics I think can be defined by this opposition. This does not mean that uh, there is only, in the case of impossible and the ab uh, uh, 
theology, that is, theology is absurdity by definition, by opposition to reason. It's exactly the, the reverse. It is rational to say that our understanding of rationality to the measure of the possible, which is exactly what the mortal can do, should be applied without questioning and without criticism, without critical spirit to God. It is an illusion to imagine that the use of rationality by God should exactly uh, 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 match our use of rationality. Reason is far broader than what we can ever think and imagine about it. This point, uh, in fact, leads me to go back to the initial position of Rémi Braille, that is the broader interpretation of metaphysics. But being an historian of philosophy first, I stick to the uh, narrow and precise interpretation of metaphysics. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Jean-Luc. Well, I could admire one more, once more your command of uh, the history of uh, metaphysical thought. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you may have observed that I, perhaps even if I've not told you that explicitly, I used the word metaphysics, faute de mieux, for want of anything better, Perhaps any other term which could have expressed better uh, the idea of transcendence such as I understand it could have done the job and filled the bill. Still, I could try to make this huge of language more plausible. I mean, my <coughs> using the word metaphysics <coughs> by... <coughs> bringing to the fore a trend in the history of uh, the vocabulary of metaphysics, in the history of the concrete users of the word metaphysics, I could sort of run to the ground a trend towards the practical, from the theoretical to the practical. According to Aristotle, who was the first to define the possible field of metaphysical science, metaphysics was together with mathematics, for instance, emphatically theoretical in nature. This is a science in which we simply look at what happens to be the case and try to give uh, an account of it, try to describe it in the best possible way. And now, <clears throat> along the history of uh, metaphysics, I felt I could spot a uh, greater and greater closeness uh, to uh, but I should call, again, for want of anything better, existential questions. Questions that have to do with what we are supposed to do with the kind of uh, uh, moral actions, with the uh, rules that can guide <coughs> our praxis, and with what we have sort of to be, since we are what we do. For instance, it's interesting to observe a shift, not exactly in meaning, but a, a shift in uh, color, uh, in the use of the adjective metaphysical. In a <coughs> philosopher uh, whom Jean-Luc might know, uh, Descartes, uh, metaphysic, metaphysical, the, the, the adjective, means in some contexts far from life, 
abstract, not really relevant ideas with which we can toy. For instance, radical doubt is qualified in some passage of the, medita the metaphysical meditations or meditationes de prima philosophia. It would be interesting to reflect about this translation. Uh, radical doubt is qualified as being metaphysique, i.e. something we can do without. In the whole 18th century, we have the same thing. Uh, whenever a, a philosopher, or, or a self-proclaimed philosophe <coughs> of the so-called Enlightenment uh, hurls the adjective metaphysics against any philosophical thesis means, well, it's not important, that's bunk. On the other hand, <coughs> we find <coughs> at a later stage of the development of the philosophical endeavor in a, some occurrences in which uh, metaphysical has, on the contrary, uh, the color of a... Um, something that really has to do with the core of our being, with our predicament, with the, <coughs> the human condition. Uh, a good example of that is the way <coughs> in which Heidegger, uh, in his uh, speech of 1929, looks for the fundamental Stimmung. I'm sorry, I couldn't find any... Uh, well, responsible English translation for that, some sort of affective color, something like Stimmung is one of those hardly translatable German words. He identified the basic Stimmung uh, <coughs> of metaphysics as being anxiety, angst, the care for our own condition for our own mortal condition. And there's in the whole history of modern, of the modern use of the word metaphysics, this uh, shift from the theoretical to the practical that comes to a head in Kant, who mints <coughs> a phrase that for Aristotle would have sounded totally preposterous Metaphysics of Morris. What we do has a metaphysical dimension and even is the point on which it makes sense for us to speak of metaphysics. And while I tried, uh, not only in <coughs> very short presentations, I tried in the a series of books that I mentioned earlier on uh, to uh, follow this direction up to the point in which the principle of action, i.e. the good, becomes broader still than action. I tried to reach the point in, on which or in which the good does not concern only what we do, but rather, to put it that way, what does us, what produces us. And well, there's a sentence at the beginning of uh, Jean-Luc's uh, answer uh, that, with which I have some misgivings uh, when he <coughs> described my project as trying to uh, give uh, morals, give uh, moral practice, give uh, uh, the, our search for, for the good and for its implementation in our everyday life. Uh, to, to, he thought that I wanted to ground this on the existence of an objective good. That's okay, I, I could agree with this kind of endeavor. But what I'm trying to do is to show that the good uh, has a, uh, a larger, uh, broader dimension than simply moral action. 
since the good is the very possibility of our existence. And I chose, well, that's a paper I gave yesterday for this reason, it's still fresh in my memory. I chose as the paradigm, as the model for this kind of goodness, Plato's idea of the good. Uh, an idea that has hardly anything to do with the way in which we are supposed to uh, uh, look for uh, what is right and avoid what is evil. This good is something that creates us, or according to the, to the image of the sun, something that uh, helps uh, well, living beings to grow and to unfold their possibilities. That is some sort of extramoral dimension of goodness. I used this phrase yesterday, en passant, and thanks to a question, I was given the opportunity to get, to become myself better conscious of what's at stake here. And well, uh, what I elicited from uh, Jean-Luc's very suggestive and, and exciting, as a matter of fact, answer was the necessity for me, that's a task, uh, for, a, for future uh, research, better and more precisely to conceive of what I mean exactly with transcendence. I sort of contented myself with a sketchy uh, a delineation of what transcendence can be all about. And perhaps I'll have to uh, try to uh, take, to, to uh, keep away from the common understanding of transcendence, which is very much in the wake of Neoplatonic philosophy, i.e. the transcendent as being that which escapes us, that eludes our grasp, that doesn't want, really, to be known by us. And we find in the late uh, uh, developments of Neoplatonic philosophy formulas that go very far in this direction. Uh, for instance, when the very last philosopher, Damascus, tells us that the, the one, the supreme principle, can't even be said not to be. That's already too much to tell that it is not. It's above, not only above being, uh, but uh, it already was in, Pla in, in Plato, Epicena de Susias, uh, 509d, uh, in the in book Sex of the Republic, that's even above non-being. And well, the conception of uh, and perhaps the experience of transcendence that we are invited to make if we want to be, remain faithful to the concept of transcendence that I tried to, uh, to sketch would be very much uh, the uh, transcendence of a God conceived as gift. And well, it might be the case that Jean-Luc might have a couple of things to tell us about this idea.